0: And y'all don't know oh. what I want to do. you have a car in your
1: hands right now? <laughs> Nike Talk was that place that spiraled what you enjoy now. Anyone who brought a, a Kobe shoe in, I would clean it for free. Man, I always bring a lot of people in the league, I got. I saw that my favorite
0: jersey he's got one. The Barkley,
1: Kobe Forrest.
0: episode 58 this is the dandan and rg machismo podcast this is dandan um my co-host rg machismo couldn't be here tonight uh he is uh uh, he's out of town with his family so he did say what's up to everybody so tonight we got a special guest uh we got the homie hassan he is hailing from queens new york and he's also uh the content creator for his podcast first kick podcast how you doing tonight hassan
1: yeah i'm great i'm great thanks for having me on
0: all right awesome man so um you know as as you can tell Hassan has his own podcast he also has his youtube uh he's with what 133 episodes now?
1: 137
0: 137 Dang, my bad my bad <laughs> man we only on 58 so like you know much much props to you i know like we were talking before we recorded consistency is is, is uh you know king mm-hmm. it's major key and definitely you know respect and um you know, we, i we admire your, your work that you do for your podcast. And I know it's a lot, it's tough work. It's not oh, easy, yeah. like getting people on and having these, you know, episodes like you pump them in. And I know that you were talking, you know, before we recorded, you got some, you know, episodes you haven't published yet. Mm-hmm. So, and you got your, you know, I'm sure you got your nine to five, you got your personal life, you know what I mean? So it's hard to balance everything, but much props to you for, um, you know, for doing all that.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, it's, You know if you're the first first time hearing about me yeah I do a podcast called my first kicks uh, and it's a lot of work goes into getting the episodes together, but I think. The fun part for me is actually the recordings because like I don't I don't really get to talk to a lot of people about sneakers, unless it's like on discord and I would rather have like a full on conversation with somebody um, and and learn about. uh, learn about them through sneakers versus being like you know i'm just gonna you know, like I don't. it's it's funny because like when you talk to people in outside settings or something like that you don't really get a chance to really bring up sneakers unless you point like somebody looks down and goes yo you got those and you're like yep. yeah you know so uh finding a way to to just bring back like storytelling and and also connect it through sneakers was just like something that i really wanted to do um but yeah i mean you got to tuck, tuck it in the change. You got to be consistent is what For we were sure. talking about before we jumped on here. Consistency is key because, you know, uh, there's a new podcast every, maybe every like 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, Like I said, I think it's like, you know, like me and you are like content creators. Um, you know, we all have the same passion, right? Like sneakers and talking about uh, outside, you know, small businesses and sports and things like mm-hmm. that. I, I think those are important things and what makes each podcast unique you have your own sense of branding, right? You have your Mm -hmm. own sense of style. And I think it's like, you know, every, it's like, so you have variety. Variety is is the spice of life. So I think it's, it's good that we have like different types of like sneaker podcasts. So, you know, you stand out uniquely and, you know, ours is very also unique in our opinion as well. So, um, yeah. So enough of ours. So it's all (laughs) about you, Hassan. So I want to know, tell us more about yourself.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, look, uh, I'm a, I will say I am a journeyman in uh, my nine-to-five. You know, I currently work w- within entertainment, but I did—I sp- spent a long stretch in entertainment um, doing just like—not. I wish it was content creating; it was just post-production. I did a lot of post-production, and uh, I mean, if you look behind me, I ended up with an Emmy. And so it's from it's from 2019, but uh, it's I don't I don't think it's very impressive anymore, you know, because the time has passed. But 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 having one is really cool. I remember I worked at Comedy Central for a little bit, and my boss at the time had an Emmy, and I was just like, I want to win one of those bad. And so she she was like, that oh it's it's you know it's whatever. And I was like I was just like no you know like they don't just hand them shits out so the the like being able to actually win one just doing post-production and stuff like that, is really cool but yeah i mean that's a lot of like my background is just working in that and like it's just this entire time since i my first job i've just been collecting sneakers and it's put me in the hole very very much (laughs) it got me out of a couple holes
0: too so yeah for sure you know it's the gift and the curse, right? Like sneakers can yeah. be like your passion, it could also be like a hole in your wallet. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it could also bail you out as well, right? So yeah, kind of like it's it does it, it does its wonders. And first and foremost, congratulations! You should you know you should. My suggestion: You should, you know, announce yourself as Hassan Emmy Award. winner. I mean,
1: if you find <laughs> if you find me on LinkedIn, it says that. So, all right, I'm, all right. I'm probably gonna change it soon. But...
0: You, no, no, not, not yeah. at all. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's, it's like it's like when Three Six Mafia won what uh, an Oscar, the Grammy?
1: Right? Oh yeah, the Oscar, Oscar, yeah, yeah. right?
0: They call them Oscar Award-winning Three Mafia. <laughs> you know, it never I mean, dies. It never goes yeah. get You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. definitely gotta put some respect you know, for that hard work that you did. So, uh, yeah, man, congratulations. I did not yeah. know that. So,
1: that's awesome. I mean, people, I have a group chat, and they always roast me about winning an Emmy because I, they say, like, I talk about it too much, and I'm like, I don't talk about this at all. <laughs> like, don't don't even try because, I mean, I posted one picture, and I think it only had, like, 50 likes on it, and it was the day that I got it in. And I and I and at the same time, I got the Clot Air Max ones at the same time. Oh, that's dope. And so, like, it was a coveted shoot for my eyes, but it apparently everybody hated it. Um, and so I posted it. I was like, yo, mail call was crazy. And I put it on IG. And it was like 50 likes. Oh, and then somebody said, oh, you got the, I think it was like, I posted it on Reddit. And somebody was like, oh, they're, they're making participation trophies bigger now. And I was just like, damn, nobody can just be like, yo, that's nice. You know? Yeah. So that was it.
0: <laughs> nah that's cool man hey you got a grammy i'm not grammy you got an emmy that's on grammy's there. next
1: i'm gonna work on that grammy You
0: gonna get a grammy you're gonna get an oscar right you can get, get the whole got get, get, get a tony you know and then get a super bowl ring No, nah, i'm just you know yeah yeah down the I'm road a, i'm
1: gonna i'm gonna <laughs> buy i'm gonna buy jeremy shockey's a super bowl ring there
0: you go kevin boss right we're talking about kevin
1: boss's uh super bowl
0: ring we we're talking about on the side so yeah. for, for sure man so um you know, it's nice to know that you you got you are an Emmy Award winner, Hassan. So um mm-hmm. I wanted to know more about you, you know, growing up with sneakers. So uh, growing up, like what was your like favorite sneakers?
1: Uh I mean, so nobody so this shoe I, I I love this damn shoe so much and Clark Kent really made everybody hate it. And that is the Air Force One mid. Uh, I love mids, minus the Jordan 1 mids, but the, the, man, there was a time where, I don't know if it was like a worldwide thing or, I mean, US-wide thing, but they used to come out in these crazy colors, the mids. And so I remember one time, uh, and this is probably, I want to say this is where I, I spawn my love for sneakers, is there was this... And I can't find it anymore it's a it's a navy blue and Gray air force one mid and so i've looked for it for probably the past like 15 years and I can't find it. Um, But it was such a it was a shoe that I could not stop wearing. And then you know, because I mean if we. Like a lot of people that collect shoes that have excess shoes now ha- haven't been were able to get like more than two pairs a year or something like that, right? Yeah. I was I was one pair a year, so I yeah. was killing it into the ground, and I didn't even have like play shoes. It was just my this was my every my I didn't learn about play shoes until high school, and I was like play shoes, and and that was like that Air Force one. I wore it till I saw the boxes in the back, and like in the bottom and i love that shoe so much but i can't find it again and from there you know when i was growing up it was like you only get to pick one you either get video games or clothes and i was always picking video games because i mean listen you can't go outside a lot if you if you don't have a lot of clothes so i i i was just constantly picking video games and like you know, you get your you get your 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 one school outfit a year or whatever. If you're fortunate, you get more clothes than that, and you get your one shoe. And that Air Force One mid was like, I was like, I can't I hope I get another pair like the next year. And I think I was in like, I think I was in like fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade, and that shoe just disappeared. And then I find out later, you know, Clark Kent's on MTV saying, "Don't wear mids." and then everybody in school was just like you can't wear mids mids is trash and you just hear that for i've heard that since now like i don't even own a pair of mids right now so oh, man <laughs> so is it, so, yeah, is it because yeah.
0: of uh, dj Clark Kent that you don't wear mids anymore
1: no it's it's, it's because like nobody was buying them so they stopped mm-hmm. making them okay. you know i think it was it was the last mid that came out i want to say shoot i can't even because like recently what they went to highs i think there the last mid that
0: came out um there were some like um because I, I love air force ones too mm-hmm. um and i buy them for my kid um i think there were some gray i would want to i want to say it's like purple gradient like suede mm-hmm. i'm sure you know about them like these um i mean
1: i would have to see them but i haven't seen them i i mean like, i definitely haven't seen anybody wearing mids and and like yeah, nobody's talking about them. Mid Air Force 1s, man. I think they're yeah. sleepers. I love like when when SB brought it cuz I'm a, I, I, once I got into sneaker culture, mm-hmm. um I'm a big SB head, so I was a big fan of the SB mids when they came out. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh man, we back." Like I was in my head like, "Yo, let's yeah. go," like, you know. And um I got a couple of those, but um with anything SB, it's always going to just sell out immediately. When that when those grip tapes, the grip tape mids dropped, Ooh. I was like, i was like i need those i need those and then uh went to the blades and they they didn't have them and i tried i went all over and i couldn't get them and it was just like an elf from there but well, i finally got a pair of mids and i was just like i need more mids after that but people again it's another it's another shoe it's a that people are like mids shouldn't exist like i've seen oh, people talk on. about the that slander, yeah. man yeah
0: so what? Let's um. What's 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 your um? Aside from Air Force Ones, like what are your what are, what's your favorite pairs now that you currently own or like you had before?
1: I mean, I only only want own one pair of grails. Uh, uh, yeah, two pairs. Let's go with two pairs of grails. Okay. And I mean, the the Tweed SBS and the Melvin SBS are Ooh. have been my 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 like favorites for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um tweet sbs is mostly because my favorite rapper is aesop rock so in his like one of his his booklets for his uh his album fast cars dangerous fire and knives if you look at it he's wearing the tweet sbs and i saw those and i was like i need those i need those and then after and then so i I that year or the year after I saw him perform four times in New York city. And each time, cause I knew he was my size. I went up to him. I was like, yo, do you still wear those tweet SBs? I'll buy them off of you at each show. I asked him and he was like, No, nah, man, I'm not gonna let go of them. Nah, man. I'm not gonna let go of them. Nah, man. I'm not gonna let go of them. I kept looking on eBay. I finally found a pair for like one fifty, but they're a size 12. So I have a size 12 that I have to take out the insult to wear. Insults, in order right. to wear them. Yeah, yeah
0: 13, I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 13s are hard to find. Cause like, you know, back then. Like I'm between a twelve. Yeah, I'm, I'm about a twelve, but I, I own some thirteens where like, mm-hmm. hey man, like thirteen it's kinda like double socket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. do what you gotta do. Um I remember I own a, what I own. Oh, um I I saw a pair of uh I owned a pair of um Jedi's mm-hmm. size thirteen, bought them for like ninety bucks. And it was like the display shoe, I was like, damn, like get these and then back then it was oh five like nobody cared about sbs mm-hmm. and then um i remember like my, my cousins were like clowning on me like, look at those ugly ass shoes <laughs> and then you know like you see i don't want to say like um you know there wasn't that many like uh artists i mean i, I remember like wale was one of the um yeah the, wale of,
1: was definitely
0: he was he was on it chris and brown then, also chris brown and then like you know aesop was on it too mm-hmm asap was on it too um i think some of the wu-tang people like the the gr like i mean
1: raekwon raekwon i remember yeah the the wu-tang dunks yeah so
0: you know what i mean like there is a lot of lineage of like dunk slash sb and you know it just blew up um Mm -hmm. it's crazy um so that's that's good to know that you know your favorite rapper you kept talking about can i can i buy your tweets
1: (laughs) yeah I know he wasn't wearing them anymore. I was just like, I don't, you're not, you're not, cause he, oh. he, he ended up getting his own shoe at Adidas. Yeah. So he had piles of, of For Adidas sure. shoes at that point. And he would only wear his Aesop rock Adidas oh. on tour. So I was just like, I know you're not wearing the SBs uh-huh. and I'm, and do you still have them? And then he said yeah. yes at the first tour. So then I kept asking him and I was just like, can I get them? And he was just like, No, nah, man, I'm not gonna let them go. I was just That's... like, I was just like, all right, man, like, I'm pretty that's, sure they're still in his house. I'm gonna get him eventually. That's so funny. I'm, I'm sure the, <laughs> if
0: you see him around, hey, remember me? I was a fan of Kebasing. If you still got your tweet, tweet highest. I was wondering if I can ask you again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I'm never gonna not ask him if I see him again, but sure. he doesn't, he doesn't tour anymore, so
0: gotcha. it is
1: what it is. Yeah, uh man. And then, I mean, look, growing up, like. Yeah, I always love Jordan, so I just wasn't fortunate enough to get them. And I mean, I'll tell you the story about the, the first Jordan I got. And mm-hmm. this was I want to say the turning point of like, oh, I don't know when's the next time I'll have a Jordan after. Right. So my mom and my aunt. So like, I mean, I grew up with just like my I grew up in a, in a household where it was just me and my mom. So our other support system was my aunt. So. I would always ask for Jordans every year. I mean, watch Jordan play. I'm a diehard Knicks fan, you know? And so Jordan was constantly killing the Knicks. And I was just like, I don't want no Jordans. And then finally, you know, you see people when you go to start going to school, you start seeing people in Jordans and then you want Jordans and, cause you just want to fit in. And so begging, begging my mom. And, and I think this was. I think they retroed. I, th- I always change the shoe up, but I think it's like I, from what I remember from here and there, is like they retroed like a playoff 13. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, I want these. I want these. I'm showing I'm, East Bay Mag in my mom's face. Like, I want these. Can I get these? Um, so my mom's like, oh, we'll try. We'll try. We'll see what happens. Right. And then Christmas comes around and <laughs> my mom and my aunt get together. And they go buy a pair of Jordans. I I see a box under the tree. Christmas time comes around, you know, got to go downstairs. You're hyped. You're going to get that box. You're going to open these presents. And I open the presents and I see, and this is when the Jordans were coming out. All the Jordans that were coming out had that Jordan face with the lines on the top, the silver box. Yeah. Open that box. Do you know what, what was in there? Um, I don't know. What is it? The 15s. black and red 15s. Those
0: are dope. You no, like they're
1: the... not. They, not, are not dope? Dope. Oh. they are not dope. Not dope. Come and, on. And I'm. Hold on. Let me double check. I'm. I'm talking about the right one. It's the one with the quilt. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like the the little funky boot. Like you gotta like. Yeah. You gotta bro. Stick your... Yeah. As a
1: kid. No. As soon as I was going oh, to school with those on, I, the people were like, "What are you wearing? Oh, like, boy. what is those?" And I'm like, "Yo, they're the new Jordans." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And so I was getting no respect from the kids at school at the time. And I mean, you know, I had to be like, "Oh my god, thank you." But I'm thinking like, these ain't man. the thirteens. These not not the thirteens that <laughs> I want. These are not playoff thirteens. Oh. And and so. I mean I I took it for granted. I do want that shoe again uh just to have it uh from sentimental sentimental value. Um and it, it it was just like a moment of of like sneakers I think it taught me the first moment of like sneaker disappointment. Like I I was just like now I feel this familiar feeler feeling even now, right? So it just preemptively got me ready for what is to come into what is what is sneaker culture now so yeah
0: yeah no it's all right hey man <laughs> out of respect of the 15s that's a people hated it it's like what kind of shoot is that
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: i mean i mean listen
1: a, no no no. go ahead go ahead, go ahead. no no no,
0: no. i mean it had a dope commercial it had dope marketing come on yeah mary j blige friggin' singing overjoyed and then you had all these like because it was already post michael jordan retirement i remember yeah uh, it was uh ray allen uh mike bibby i think mike bibby no randy moss randy moss, randy moss. and then ray allen you know what i mean like that was mm-hmm. dope and then he had like you know it was it was wide leg uh wide leg uh suit jordan towards the end of the uh the commercial you remember that mm-hmm. with his hands tucking his uh he <laughs> yeah, had his hands tucking his um his pockets so i mean it was cool but like i said i i understand people hated him but it was, like, I guess for you, it's a sentimental shoe. like, hopefully down the road that you can.
1: I'm going to definitely get another It'll pair. I mean, it's never, it's never going to get retro, but I'm going to definitely got get got retro like...
0: already. got retro. Like, uh, no, uh... I'm
1: talking about the bread colorway. I'm not talking about. Oh,
0: it got retro. Yeah, it got retro before. No,
1: it didn't. It did.
0: Go look at it. Google it.
1: I'm pretty sure it didn't.
0: Because I, I remember I looking at it. I guarantee it. Go ahead. Type in Jordan 15 retro, black and red. I guarantee it. Let's, it
1: was, see. Let's there, see.
0: There was um, yeah. So like, I'm an old head, as you can tell. Like I kind of have an idea. <laughs> you know, like when sneakers released, there was a controversy because um, uh, sneaker.
1: Okay, 2017. You're right. Yep.
0: Where testers, where um, wear testers made um, he dissected the shoe because they said on the description that there was Zoom Air. There was no Zoom Air. So he cut the shoe not. off. Yeah. And then. Jordan Brand apologetically like they had to like change the description because mm-hmm. it's, it's like false branding. So like, they kind of got in, you know, trouble for that. But I know a lot of people didn't care. But yeah, Listen, that's from that... what I remembered with where testers like he cut the shoe. Hey, there's no there's no Zoom Air on this shoe. <laughs> like,
1: like, Shout out to Nightwing, man. He is. Uh... You know, He's been going on a couple, a little bit of rants this past couple, this past that. week. So, so, yeah, man, shout leave out to him,
0: him alone, man. Leave, the guy alone, <laughs> leave Nightwing man. alone. I know. Um, let, let him, let, let him be. Let him, you know, make good content. So, shout out to them, though. I had, yeah. he did not dissect that shoe. There uh-huh. was no footwear doctor yet, or he like, you know, like mm-hmm. cut off the shoe. He literally cut the thing. I mean, you can probably like watch it. They're like, hey, there's no Zoom air. on the you said there's zoom air it's like freaking just plastic Uh so yep
1: so i wish
0: i wish you good luck hassan i know uh (laughs) shout out to the homie mario yeah mario just got a i think he got a pair of um white and red uh 15 lows Uh because um he's from the sack um and i think mike bibby wore them when they had like the when he wore even when he was with the king so Uh he he got them too Um, He had him glued up. So I know he's a shout out to Mario. He's a
1: shout out Mario in the
0: discord. So that's the the only right.
1: I will say just for the listeners here i did still hate the shoe in 2017 that's probably why i didn't come get come on man uh, so listen this is more of a more after starting the podcast i started loving the shoe and being okay. like you know i got now i gotta realize i should I, there's the only two pairs that i there's only two pairs that i would okay. well three pairs obviously because of the okay. but i can't there's one i can't get which is the mids that like i've been looking for forever but khaki high sbs which is what brought me to Nike SB culture and uh and the, these 15s are the uh, those are the three pairs. Like I would have those you have to like I have to have in in my collection.
0: That's dope. And yeah, it's it's cool though. All right, so, so, so next question for you. Um, so you were from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know New York is a hotbed for fashion. Uh, so explain to us like the sneaker culture in New York when you were growing up, and what were the changes that you've noticed uh, recently? You know, with all the you know hoopla with like sneakers and sneaker stores. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about that.
1: Shoot, well, you're in luck on this one with this question. Asking me this question now, but fully loaded, but, fully loaded yeah, question. Th- th- I mean, growing up, you know, Jordans were like. I grew up in Queens, Corona Queens. Uh, shout out to you know the Beat Nuts and Noriega, but but. But I grew up in in uh, Corona, Queens, and we only had just like our local shops and then the mall. And during that time, you know, for me growing up here, sneakers weren't like on my radar at that time. And then in high school, I think a lot of kids were just wearing like just Jordans because that's what everybody wore, Mm -hmm. I think, you know once I moved to Manhattan and started going to like high school, which is why I always ask people on my podcast, like, what is high school? Like, because for me, that's when I started formulating and seeing what sneakers were about and stuff like that. Um, But like when high school came around, it was all about just like knowing what is hot. Like if you, why are you wearing air force? We don't wear air forces this year. Like, you know, like New York definitely sets a pace. And if you don't, if you don't follow it, then you're out of the loop, and you're instantly just being like, "Oh man, that was, we wore all that stuff last year," and you, you like, I mean, I remember when I was I was still wearing Echo, and people weren't wearing Echo anymore, and people were just like, "Man, why are you still wearing Echo?" And I was I was just like because I I like it and they were like, you're not supposed to like it anymore. I was just like, okay, like, I mean, I don't, I already bought this, like, this is it for the year, you know? And so I didn't really get like a taste of sneaker culture because I wasn't cool in high school. I wasn't, it it took me until like my first job because like I said, um, it's either sneakers or video games. right. And so what did I do after out of high school? I got a job at GameStop and so, that took one part out so I can focus on the other part and because I would just either steal games or, or buy them. So like, <laughs> that's, or, or my boss would give them, give them to me for free at the time. So it, once that was taken out of the equation, I was already like, all right, all my checks or whatever money I get, um, it was going to sneakers. And that's when I, I started like researching and spending a lot of time in Soho. So a lot of my, my time in like the 2000s, two thousand. From two thousand six until now, has has been more about learning sneaker culture and all that stuff. Like I was, I used to do the loop, and and if you guys listen to my podcast, you'll hear me talk about the loop. And my loop was, you know, you hit up. I think I was start, yeah, I was started Supreme because I was too fat for their clothes. So I'd go there, look at, and then you you'd get to talk to people there. Even though this was a time when Supreme had the most worst. Uh, customer service and like you go in there, I remember I went there the first time and some guy was just like yeah and we don't have nothing that fits you bro and I was just like cool I was just here to look at a hat like. <laughs> like that was my my first my first uh, interaction at at uh, supreme was and then we would go to like clientele which was across the street check out their shoes then walk to north, which was which was the store that stash um I think he like co-owned or was part of it and then from there I would always end up at DQM and DQM is my favorite store it's the I want to say it's the the one that raised me in sneaker culture and you know all these stores being in Soho and you get to see like oh people are wearing these people are rocking these what's what's coming out next and this and that and it it definitely like molds you into like having your own taste. And at the same time, it, Soho teaches you to be yourself because nobody there dressed the like. You know, we once so once I spend my, I would spend probably like four or five hours at DQM talking to the employees until they like shut down and then I would leave. Like once you get to that point, you know, I, I was just like, you know, I don't have the money for these sneakers, but I'm going to keep looking at them every single every single time, every week. I'm going to go to this store. I'm going to keep looking at the store because that's how I got my job at GameStop. I would just go there every single day and I would just talk to the, to, to the employees there. And then eventually once they were like, he was like, once you turn 18, I'm going to give you, you're going to get a job here. And I was just like, dope. So I'm thinking like, you know, if I go to these stores and they get familiar with me, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be able to cop stuff easier. Right. That didn't work out that way. I didn't get anything for it. like, I don't think, I don't even until this day, I don't even think people know me that I went in there, but like the sneaker community though, like when you wait on lines during those times, everybody was just talking to each other and it was a lot more fun, a lot more interactive. And it was a lot of like, we don't have to deal with resellers and, <laughs> <laughs> so if we, 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 we as we as i kept going like staying in the community and stuff like that right i would always make the lines and i i wasn't an overnight dude like i i did not do campouts because i always had like i would always end up working at like 7 a.m the next morning or something like that during that time and i was going to college also so i just never really had time to make all the lines so whatever lines i could make i would always make it at like or five o'clock in the morning and to just make the line and this is when like resellers used to It used to like because i always i interview people and i always ask them like yo do you believe in resell culture because i believe in resell culture without flight club you know without like you know chris vidal and all these dudes that who who put in the legwork and made friends with these, you know, with the store owners and the managers in order to to get the shoes and not have to deal with backdoor and they would just, they would just get past the shoe. And then they'll put it at flight club and then you know you got you get to get you get the first looks like the week before or the week of you know. Same thing with all the like jewelry stores in Brooklyn because that's that's what happens like they would get Jordan's early. And it'll sell it for an extra hundred dollars on top, and people would come out of town just to, to get that stuff, you know. So to me, there is like resale culture is a thing, and and like, but a lot of it was based around relationships. And now, you know, I'll tell you right now, there is no like the relationships are crazy right now, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and we talk about how it is now, where I think that it's it's a lot more everybody's out to make a buck and they don't really care that about a culture they don't really people people they even people now are saying that like cult, uh, sneaker culture doesn't exist you know like people saying like oh you know you're confusing community with culture and i'm just like no th- you know there's a whole, whole little there's like books on this thing like there's people that we called established in in here that created the foundation the what of uh, what we believe as sneakers and that can be in including Clark Kent and Bobito, and, you know, people that, that put us onto tons of stuff, you know, or, you know, you have your Vashti's who first women who get Jordans, like, there's so much heritage and sneakers that in sneakers that it, we, we, I think we tend to overlook now. And we tend to just look at what we get and buy and spend our money on and what, how much money we're going to get, be able to get back from it. So I think that, then now, and I'll tell tell you about the time I literally this past week when I went to go to Crenshaw Sh- Skate Club's uh, pop up here. They did a pop up here, and I'm literally talking to the owner of Crenshaw Skate Club. Shout out Toby. Like, I'm literally like, hey man, like, do you think I'm able to get a pair? And he's like, yo, all you got to do is wait till three. We're going to give you, I'm going to, we, we, we're going to, they're going to be able, you're going to be able to buy them. And so, they had these security guards working out front and I'm noticing, you know, this one guy is just standing out front and it's like six of us. And I'm just like, I'm like, okay, he's the reseller. And (laughs) this has happened to me several times, right? Where resellers up front claims he's been here for, for since the, since beginning of time, apparently. Right. And I'm just seeing another, one person comes up, daps him up. Boom. Now he's in the line. Another person comes up, dabs him up, boom. Like six people come up to him, give him a hug, be like, "Yo, man, what? Are, you know?" And now we're close to three o'clock. It's already like three forty-five, and then this line has become about. I'm like forty people back now, because all like it's two sets of resellers trying to get this shoe just to go down the block and make a couple, like, you know, like sixty dollars. Like, is it really that? Is it really worth it? I guess to them it is, but to me it's not, and. My thing was the security guards were in on it. Like, if you watch the video of the fight that happens, because the reason, like, what they were doing, the security guards were just, it was just pull, like, be like, all right, you, 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 all right, you can come in, and he's like, and then he just starts screaming. He's like, I'm letting, I'm letting people who's been here the entire time, and I am just like. I've been here, like, I, we've been here the entire time, me and my boy been here the entire time, did not, none of us get picked, but the people that showed up five minutes before he said that get picked, like, how is that fair, like, that's what it is now, right, like, the raffle system has started to go away in terms of just, like, like, picking up to pull up to pick up, you know, it's all, everything is, like, you you gotta, buy, you gotta, you know, sign up online and stuff like that, and there's no communication, there's no there's no uh, relationships being made, it's all just like if you've been, if you already made this relationship because like. If the person made that relationship that dude who I'm talking about made that relationship years ago with that security guard he's good he doesn't have to stay online, he could just show up and that's what happens and that's what happens now so. As we talk about how the culture evolves I think we we talk about like the the devolving of what made sneaker culture great and that was communities and conversations you know we'd all don't need the same opinion but like we all need to just be able to be like okay i like those oh you like those too let's you know you want to like work together to get them like you know we don't have any of that anymore and that's from from the beginning of my taste of like community into now to what it's devolved into it's kind of just like i don't know that's why i just like I like having conversations because we breathe community, we, we create community, you know, we have the discord and we have these conversations and it, it's tough to do that in real life now. And I think that's where the sneaker community has become fully online when before we had forums and now we, we, and we, we would meet up on lineups and meet up at dunk exchanges or meet up at, you know, the like real sneaker cons, not like just retail con, the yep. resell con, you know, I think, because a lot of these people just don't don't appreciate what has come before and what yep. is going to come after especially especially with these brands selling us stories you know when we were the ones on the forums being like yo this is the story check it out you know and it made sneakers cool but once like i've said to to many things or many things in general once mainstream touches it and and feeds it back to us that's when you know the the people that are trying to just make money come in
0: man that that was a that was a action-packed answer <laughs> yeah man, and I'm, I'm just like you know I'm just amazed like you've seen so much in that you know in your in your time there in New York and I know that it's it's tough to have these like relationships um especially nowadays where everyone everybody wants to make a dollar and you don't have that community anymore right like hey like if you need a 13, let me know. I got you, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, and, you know, I think there's still good people out there. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. You know, in that Discord that we're, you know, both in, I think, you know, a lot of people are always watching out. So, yeah, I mean, it's okay. Uh, like I said, like you were saying, like there's people have their own opinions, and, you know, you just have to just, you know, take it with a grain of salt and just keep it, keep it moving pretty much.
1: Yeah, I think that. Listen, you know, we got Soul Savvy and all the other you, people are trying to bring back community. And, and I mean, you know, paywall or no paywall, is, you know, it's fine yeah. uh, to me you because know, if there's tools that go with it, fine. You know, like we're trying to get there. But I think the the root of it, though, is those are those lines because it's like if you look if you look up and i mean i implore anybody that's watching this or listening to this just look up sneaker lines it's always fighting it's always mm-hmm. you know tons of people and that's that's not what it was before it was right. people i mean listen my boy even my boy had schemes right you get there first you make the, you make the list and then you would be like yo this is the list this is the list and you're yeah, the yeah. first one on there right that's fine i'd rather do that than being like if I don't get a pair, nobody gets a pair, you know, um, it, but nobody's talking to each other on these lines. Everybody's Uh, just worrying about, Oh, am I going to be able to put food on the plate, you know, the next week or something like, or am I going to pay this bill? Or am I going to buy this next shoe? Like it's, that's not fun.
0: No, not at all. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you're able to share that, you know, experience, you know, the, all, all as a New Yorker and, you know, you've seen it all and, Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know of, how what is it is. like like, how's it for you out there? Man, it, yeah. like, for me, I'm, I'm an old head, man. Like, I've done that before, camping out. I've, I've done camp outs, like, when I was living in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you one story. Like, I don't want to take too much time on. Uh, the longest I've waited was for Tiffany uh, Diamond Ducks, the the mm-hmm. one back in 06. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only about, maybe about, 30, like, six pairs mm-hmm. i was i was the first one i mean um fortunately in my home they, my um couple yeah me and my homies we got our pairs because we were like whatever happens mm-hmm. you know have you know we'll stick with each other and then it was so bad like it was like 200 300 deep and then um the front glass caved in mm-hmm. and the you know the skateboard owner was almost like i don't we don't want to do this release anymore but because they saw like all the media there was like um you know a lot of people like waiting in line so uh-huh. they were able to grant the people that were waiting in line and man we just we just you know paid for this paid for the shoes I'm and run out of there out, man. yeah <laughs> so i mean i don't want to say how long i waited but it was a while but uh, yeah. it was yeah but nowadays you know it, it's like i'm older now i have a family it's not to my best interest you know if, if I don't get, it, I don't get it.
1: Like I'll just like uh yeah whatever. Once once I took enough L's, I was like, if I don't get it, I don't get it. Yeah. Like I think, and that's why I, I'm team no resale. I do not pay resale. Like I'll pay under retail on yeah, resale yeah. sites, yeah. but I'll never pay. i I mean, I rarely pay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm just gonna stick with never. I never pay resale For because sure. I don't. I don't think a shoe is worth more than retail, in my opinion, even, even if the story meet, like the story hits me, uh, the colors hit me. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, we, we've come from getting four Jordan releases a year, you you know, to all of a sudden, like four retros a year, minus the, you know, the other Jordans that come out, uh, Mm -hmm. to now we get a Jordan every, basically every week now. So we're getting hyped items and, and SBs, you know, almost every other week and and definitely close to every month and you know i'm not gonna get everything i don't want every single pair i will mm-hmm. i want I, w- I will try for the pairs that i do want if i get them great and if i don't it's fine and i don't need to pay resells just to, to 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 have them in hand like it's fine Like i yeah. can appreciate a shoe from far and i think people people think you can't like when i make my 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 top uh, tens of 10 of the year list shoes 10 oh my god i can't speak uh, when i make my top 10 sneaker of the year list i i talk about you know what goes into it like what goes into why i made this list and and most of it is just like how did this shoe hit me and mm-hmm. I don't need to buy the shoe to appreciate it to be like, yo, this shoe hit me. I don't need to have it in hand to be like, yo, I love the story, I love the the materials. These are dope, right? I don't I don't need to have it in my possession to be like, this is why it's number 1. Like if I can appreciate what went into this shoe, then I can do that and mm-hmm. tell that tell that in my video, but I don't need to have a Two hundred thousand shoes in my room in order to oh, sure. to be considered a sneakerhead.
0: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, I've down, I've also downsized my you know on my end as well because shoes crumble, they get old, mm-hmm. you know, you just move on. So I just kind of like it's like a time clock. I always tell them like their shoe has a time clock. Like like Jordan threes, Jordan fours, mm-hmm. but the polyurethane like soles. The moment you start wearing them, keep wearing them because if you don't wear them, it's just gonna crumble.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, so
0: yeah, man. Another, that'll be another another story, another day for that. <laughs> um. So next question for you, Hassan. Um. So tell us more. Um. So you also have your own uh, podcast called the First Kick uh, Podcast. So my uh, first kicks. Yeah, my first kick. I apologize. Um, <laughs> so what made you start that?
1: All right. So the story is in 2018. Uh, me and my boy Gaspar Monte. He was doing comedy, and I mean this is. This is when I would I would hang out with a lot of comedians and because of that I really I was just like I didn't want to do comedy. I just wanted I just seen that a lot of comedians would do in podcasts though. So I was just like, I would like to start my own podcast. So I'm telling Gastro Monte, you know, this is a dope idea i think it's a dope idea i just want to like you know use sneakers uh and ask oh well i want to have a guest on and tell people and ask people what's your first kicks what's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely need to have and he was like yo that's a dope idea uh you better do it it's 2018. and we go around every time he, he he's like yo come do spots with me he's like yo all right cool i'll do spots with you i mean I'm, i'll i'll, I'll roll with you And so I'll go with him and he'd be like, yo, you start that podcast yet? And I was just like, no, he's like, I'm gonna start that podcast, bro. If you don't start that podcast. And I was just like, all right, I'll start it. I'll start it. Don't start it. Then 2020 rolls around and the world ended, but (laughs) the, we, we all got, we all got that little chunk of change from, uh, from, from the orange guy. And, uh, he, with that. I decided to build my, my, my own computer with that. Cause I didn't even have a computer at the time. So built that. And I was like, let me get, you know, equipment started, started the podcast. I had my boy, Joey Bram's on, uh, his birthday just passed recently. And he was my first episode. He was already doing a podcast and I've been, he he's a dude that I, when I first got into collecting, he was like my first sneaker friend. And so I was like, "This is the perfect guest, and he's already has a, he already has a podcast so he could he could pump something also, and he has experience, so I can hit him up so I did it, hit it up it, we 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 did pretty well on it. um I was just very like super oh, questions question 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 and it and it just didn't feel it didn't feel right to me and so Later on, uh, I started like tweaking it. You know, I had more guests on, had, be- had other big comedians on as well, like uh, Marrow Martin the uh, Third, and like once it got to like me getting to a groove and being cooped up in my house, I realized I don't want to have a, such a question oriented podcast. I wanna, I wanted to to focus more on using sneakers as a through line to have conversations because that's what like that's what the essence of my first kicks means right like what that first sneaker means to you like you want to tell that story to everybody and so because it like sparked started off as just like a question heavy uh podcast and then evolved into more of a conversation i realized after i had steve who does uh, happy wood life happy Wood life yeah. Happy with life. And I had a, um, after he was just like, I asked him a couple of questions because, you know, he's really good at making content, him and his son make content, uh, him and his son make really good content. And he, he just told me, you know, you just gotta be straightforward with what you want this podcast to do. And that's when I changed everything into, I want to make this more of bigger on stories, but I don't want. I want them to come more natural. Like I was so in the beginning, I was so focused on getting people to just tell me story after story after story that it just it kind of just seemed forced. And so once I once I got into that, now we're now we're here, 137 episodes. I mean, I've had Dave Ortiz on. We talked about the creation of the Bacon's. Like he like that's. I mean, look, I told you DQM. That was like. My second home at one point right like I was there every day I didn't buy anything, but I was there like (laughs) every day, and so. He was like uh, he was my I was like my hundredth episode has to be Dave Ortiz has to be has to be like I looked up to this guy for a while like he's gonna have to be so I pushed it and I got to that and get into 100 I mean it was episode X, I was off an episode. And so I thought I was at episode 100, but I was really at episode 99. And so, and so, and so he's episode 99. Okay. Um, but we we became cool after that. And that was like the breakout of just being, you know, more of like getting conversations happening and, yep. and getting more people to like open up. So like if you're listening to this and your first time ever hearing about my podcast, just know that. If you go into it it's more of a conversation, I will ask a couple questions, but my whole goal with the podcast is to bring back storytelling to sneakers, but at the same time it's in order to do that. It needs to be organic it needs to be Mm -hmm. it needs to be a conversation where the person lets the story go and not me being like so tell me about that time you went to you know the mall to pick up the jordan 12s taxis like I, i i it would be so forced that that it just wouldn't seem fruitful so that's that's you get you get the you get me through the point of just wanted to make a through line with sneakers starting the conversation with sneakers and see where the conversation goes and how many stories we get out of it
0: yeah that that's definitely you know can relate with you hassan because when we started me and rj started ours we were we were like very format oriented and we still are because you know like for us it works better when we have structure um each of us would ask a question to the guest and kind of like you know we'll we'll kind of like add our own follow-up questions Mm -hmm. but you know eventually like we kind of had to have our own you know you find your own groove right where you kind of set your own format and you instead of like you know reading up the questions it's kind of like off the top of your head like all right it's it's flowing well i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. just ask these questions that people may have never asked you and a lot of our guests like they appreciate that like hey you know um i don't no one ever asked me that, but uh, yeah, thanks for, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear, when you hear, that's a good question. That, like, when it's, when you hear that, mm-hmm. it's like fulfilling. Cause, like, so I, I always try to aim for like a couple of those, a couple of those yeah. uh, an episode. But when, when you, when you just have a conversation, like, I'm so, I'm a, I, I became a people person. And so, I mean, it was by force. Uh, that's probably a story for another time. But yeah. once you learn how to like conversate with people in real life, and if you can bring that over Zoom, you know it goes a long way. Where you know people just want to just say questions, and you have to be like answer to questions that you you have in your head, but they're already just like w- walking into it. And I think it's a, it's a lot it's a lot fruitful in terms of just like flow of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to treat it as like, you know, we're at a, we're, we're at a party and I just, I was like, yo, my right. th- nice sneakers, what, what was your first kicks? So what was that first pair you had absolutely need to have? And then we would just go from there.
0: For sure. For sure. So like, let me ask you, um, I'm mm-hmm. sure like, cause you know, we kind of were on the same field, right? Like you ask questions, you know, you ask people, can you get on, how did you handle like when the situation where like you ask uh, a guest and they say, no, like, did you take, did you take that a heart or just kept it moving? Like, how did that, how did that, how how did you handle that?
1: All right. So I'll tell you about a rough patch I had with the podcast. Right. So, um, I mean, uh, my Rolodex became pretty vast in, uh, while working at Comedy Central. So my goal was to get people on that could tell stories. Right. So I had a ton of comedians in the beginning, you know, and I thought that was gonna get me along further than it did. And then I had, then I, I had a co-host jump on. Uh, shout out to Iffy. Ify in the He jumped on for like twenty episodes, and you know, my man was verified on Twitter back when it was Twitter, uh, the verified. So he was just like, "You can touch anybody. We can touch anybody. If whoever you want, we can get them right." So we're working through that, you know and it was very easy to get guests until he left right so he left my podcast he left the podcast now it's my podcast again and (laughs) i was reaching out to a bunch of people and people did not know about the podcast and we i think once he jumped on once if he jumped on we had this we saw the podcast bigger than it was at this point because he has he has a, a hundred thousand followers like this should be gangbusters at this point right and I was still coming back to earth of being like oh nah we only average like you know 30 listeners at the time like it was just like it wasn't doing well in my head also and I needed to come to grips with that so as I'm reaching out to people. I was sending it more of like, yo, it would be really dope for you to jump on such and such uh, and never being like, check out an episode. It was more of like, it was like, you, you should really jump on, you know? It was, it, 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 it I didn't like word it so that it would be like an honor for somebody to jump on. And so I was getting rejected by just not having answers. So there was like this rough patch of like, couple of weeks where I couldn't get anybody to be like, yeah, I'm down. I, I'm down. No, not even for like booking ahead. And I was, I was trying to like get back into booking ahead because when, if he jumped on, if he was doing the booking, because he was the one that was bigger. So he was like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got this and this, and then we would have like, I had, we had call Tart on, we had, who, who whose episode is still going crazy at this point. Right. And cause he's a big podcaster. And so, it was just like, I got used to getting into that mode of like, okay, he's got it now. I forgot how to book people. And so, so, so getting back into that mode of just doing it myself and doing it and getting turned away. I seriously had to be like, I wrote this whole big thing in my discord, my personal discord. And I was just like, I was just like, guys, I don't think, uh, I think I'm putting too much effort into this and not getting enough out of it. And I don't know if I'm going to end the podcast. And people were just like, no, you shouldn't end it. You know, this is your baby. Like, you know, this is the one thing that you actually like bet on yourself with and such and such, because I was I'm a notorious procrastinator. I mean, it took me two years to start the podcast. Right. So it, it wasn't it's something that like. I, I actually worked hard for, and now I'm like about to be like, nah, forget this. And as soon as I said I'm gonna, I'm thinking about ending it, I got like three responses and being like, yeah, I'll do your podcast, <laughs> yeah, I'll do your podcast. And so because of me letting go, I, I instead of putting the emphasis of like who's the guest, or like like uh, who's the guest and how big are they, it was more of like who do i find interesting let me hit them up uh do i know them do i know somebody mutual and then we work from there and or or i mean i'll call i'll cold message anybody really and if it if it comes through it, it comes through i don't i don't put too much effort in terms of just like does this matter or something like that i think when it's somebody I'm interested in, like I, I mean, I call it the Joe Rogan approach because he said it on the podcast, and I mean, I'm not to promote Joe Rogan on here, but he says I only interview, I only bring on people that I find interesting because I know that I, I since I know them, I will have a good conversation with them, and I took that approach and brought it onto my podcast because if. If you're interested in somebody and you've been watching them for a little bit, you know, or following them for a little bit, then the conversation comes more natural and. That was one like I started to switch up into more of that and even people will hit me up and be like yo I want to jump in your podcast and I would have to be like I don't relatively know you but like tell me about yourself and if I find them interesting i'll Mm -hmm. be like. All right, I'm in like, you know, like I had somebody hit me up. I'll tell you this one story, uh, because of this, uh, it's the first time I didn't really turn somebody away. I just stopped messaging them and I, they never responded back when I was like, all right, I'll have you on. Mm -hmm. But this one lady, she messaged me and she goes, oh, you should have me on your podcast. And I go, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. And then she goes, oh, here's an article. And I had, I had a, I had Lois Akane on who writes for the Stabet and she wrote an article on this person. And so I'm, I'm like, I don't have access to the article because it's like on like Washington Post or something like that, something with a paywall. And I yeah, was like, yeah. can you like, I mean, if you, I was like, can you like, like screenshot and send it to me or something, you know, like, give me some subtext, like, give me something. I don't know who you are. And so she, she was just like, oh, uh yeah you need to pay for the article never responds back to me ever since after that and then i was just like to spam <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i was like i was like okay that's weird and then i went back because i was like i'm low on guest uh you know people like i was just like let me just try to ha- maybe we'll have a good conversation so i messaged her back and i was just like hey you know uh i would like to have you on and it just been left on scent since then and that's probably like two years ago but you know booking guests and and i mean i talked to sock about this because he says i have an innate ability of uh just getting people to jump on like my i'm great with networking and i was just like yeah i mean that's how i've gotten most of my jobs really just i talk myself through the door and so i just use that same approach where i i, I would always say like you know this would be a great honor to have you on and if they read it, they read it. If they don't, they don't. And I don't when I before when I was getting butthurt about it, uh, it wasn't it It wasn't a good time because I was like contemplating why am I doing this podcast? Why? You know, and once you take away the the weight of that message, then it's a lot easier to just do what you want to do and book who you want to book.
0: Yeah, that I can definitely relate because like for <laughs> us too, like we used to take it to heart when we would mess like, especially if it's, like, someone um, that you really admire or yeah. you want to have that certain person because there's, of course, you talk about sneakers and talk about sports or whatever, and then mm-hmm. you really have your hopes up, and then you know, you, they said yes, and then last minute, oh, I can't make it, you know, like, for us, we used to take that to heart, like, man, like, we did all this preparation and, like, you know, we get nothing in the end, and You know, for us, like, we were very, we were affected, you know, greatly. And, you know, and then we've learned, like, just have thick skin. You know what? Just keep it moving, man. Like, can't just, like, dwell on, you know, these kind of things. Mm -hmm. You know, people got stuff to do. We understand that, you know, I don't want to hold it against them. Just even if you ask them, you know, just maybe 15, 30 minutes of your time. I mean, their their time is precious, period. You know, I don't want to uh, intervene on whatever they're doing. We don't Mm -hmm. want to be any inconvenience, but you know we just had to like learn the hard way, pretty much, and just like everyone else. So, you know, having you on like just organically, like, hey, like I want to, we want you, we find you very interesting. Like you were saying, uh, we want to have you on, talk, tell you, tell us more about you, about your podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, you pretty much jump started us like being (laughs) being on idle. We were stagnant for what about two months, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think you know, we thank you for jumping, you know, jump starting us again to from fifty seven to fifty eight, two months later. So look.
1: listen, consistency, man. That's yeah, it.
0: man. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> We're trying. All right. So um I got a couple more questions for you. Yeah. Um so where do you see where do you see your podcast in like the next couple of years?
1: Well, right now I'm working on a live show so we're probably going to be way bigger in two or three years. I mean, I was looking at that question and I'm not a big fan of that question. It's the same with the where you see yourself in five years question, yeah, 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 because you never know. Like, I mean, my goal with the podcast is to keep doing it. That's like mm-hmm. the best I can give in terms of yep. an answer. Uh, and I mean, it's a lot. I mean, I'm not bodega boys out here. Like, there's no there's no oh, they're going to break up, like, it's just me, like, you know, like, and, and I started this and what I hope it could become something else and on top of it, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, if I can turn it into like having a real studio, real live guest and, and a network, you know, jumping behind it, then I would absolutely love it. If I have to keep doing this, uh, for free and then I become like a host on something else like I'm also down with that my I do the podcast for me that that's the other thing when it comes to booking guests because that's what I started getting real butthurt because of that too like oh I'm not I'm not interesting enough you don't want to talk to me like I started like really doubting myself or like oh yep. maybe I'm not a good interview. like I, you start really getting into your head about it and once I I like took the time and talked to myself and be like why am I doing this podcast? And the reason why I'm doing it is because I'm doing this for me. Like I want to, I want to talk to these people. I'm the one that want to have these conversations. Like when it's like a, a form of therapy for me, because we take L's every day. Like at, at one point uh, buying a new pair, the 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 wear of like, oh, I got it, goes away, right? what always interests me about sneaker culture and and the sneaker community were the conversations and yep. so that's why I keep doing it because everybody's story is totally different nobody's going to tell me the same story unless everybody lined up unless I had 5 people in a row and they all lined up at the same stores at the same times for all the same releases they're and they went to the same school and they have the same parent like it's like you know they you're yeah. going to get different stories all the time and so that I think because of that this can go on for several years i mean it just depends on my workload you know like what what where do i go where 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 do i go professionally i think Uh, for the podcast i hope i would get bigger because i would love more listeners i would love more people to share their stories and with more growth becomes better better guests like you know i'm not saying that any of my previous guests are bad i'm just saying the growth of the guests, you know, like I, I, if I can have Pharrell on one day, if I can have, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not going to say old, old West over there, but you know, <laughs> I, if I can, if I can get to a, a moment, I mean, I, I've thought about it. Like, what would, what, what's the guest that would end the podcast and, and I think. I mean, it's it's a toss up between like if I if there's one day like tomorrow Tinker Hatfield goes yo I would love to jump on your podcast I'd probably be like all right I don't know if I can go farther than this you know like it has to because because if I that's probably like a make or break episode if I if he's like some people listening go. that podcast was not interesting. I'd probably have to end it, you know, like, or if it was like that podcast was mad good, like you're about to be uh, the next new content creator for Nike, like, then I would probably be like, all right, you know? So yeah, I mean, two or three years, I would hope it just gets bigger and bigger. That's it. For sure, man. And I I wish nothing, we
0: wish nothing but the best of luck for you, (laughs) you know, keep it going. You yeah, 137, you know, keep that going. You're gonna Mm -hmm. hit 200, I'm sure by the end of the year, like at your pace. 'Cause you're you're mm. you got I guess you still got some in the chamber that you haven't published yet. So that's what 137 plus four, that's one
1: forty one. Yeah. How many episodes how many episodes if you release an episode how many weeks are in a year? Shoot, <laughs> sure, I don't even know, man. You got to Google that thing. Ask Siri. <laughs> Let's see. I mean you you Fifty two you know, weeks. So I'm weeks. At- I mean I'm at so, one thirty. No, I'm not gonna be at two hundred by the end of the year. I'm just saying, like, you can pump.
0: You know, what I, mean? I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to give you like a goal. <laughs> hey, hit two hundred, by by end of the year, you know, I, I, think you're at a good pace. And what's most important is that you are producing the content that you like. You know, what yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's great that you have these unreleased episodes that you have yet to publish, but it also shows that you also have value within people as well because. You're able to organize, you know, within your time and people's time and you're able to, you know, captivate their stories. And I think it's great that you were able to find a system that works for you. A lot of people, you know, I'm a disorganized person, you know, <laughs> but you have your own, you have your own way of like being organized. So that's what's most important.
1: Yeah. I mean... But my job, my current, my real job is about time management. So yeah. I learned, I, I had to teach myself about time management and also just project managed. So, I mean, it came into good use when putting this together because I wanted to be creative. And now I'm being very creative.
0: Super, <laughs> dope. Super dope. All right. So, so I got one more question. And then, um, I'm mm-hmm. sure I already told you what I want to ask you. So you're from New York. I'm living in California, but I'm from the DMV, primarily mm-hmm. Maryland. As you know, you know, you've seen the culture within our two states with, you know, Nike GoDomes, Domes, Nike Foamposites, mm-hmm. New Balance. Like, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like, you know, I'm not, t- I'm not trying to ask you like, you know, who originated it, but based on what you observe, you know, from a resident of New York and seeing things and so, you know, social media, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it was back then, you know, through Double XL magazine, Vibe, you know, BETM TV, mm-hmm. things that, you know, uh, sneaker uh, website like Nike Talk, for example. Um, what were your observations between that? Like, you know, between the two, the two uh, culture, um, state cultures?
1: I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't have much contact with the DMV until probably like joining NS NSB.org shout out to all my NSB heads, but, uh, the, the, like, for me, it was basically high school, college, like people walking around. And I mean, I mean, I, I will say like I've definitely lived in a different sneaker bubble. Cause I went to, I went to a, a co- not a community, I was about to say community college, a city college. I went to a city college instead of like going away for school. And so we didn't get like, oh, I moved here to come here. Like it was a lot of just like, nah, man, I live in the Bronx. Like this is the only school that accept me. Like, <laughs> so, so I didn't really get a lot of like DMV area people until more recently. And I, I think that, you know, the, when it came to goa domes and and uh the nike what's the the nike boots all the nike boots boots, yeah yeah like those are all those ran rough shot with like all the dominicans over here (laughs) and 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 then and then the cops found it and now the all the cops were wearing it so people were getting chased down Cause heavy assprint like, they, yeah. you know, the
0: sprint, like he's and like, yeah. heavy ass, like fifteen ounce like uh, uh, you know, goa dome. They're yeah. They're you know, a lot of people don't know. They're they're heavier than 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 um, you know, Timberlands, Tim's. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. A little bit.
1: I mean, but you get that air. You get that boost of speed that is true, with the though. air. You
0: do you do get that full, you get that full, uh, you get that four uh, forefront and the back, you know, air bubble.
1: <laughs> and, uh, I mean, when it came to phone posits, it was like, you know, that's the hood shoes. Everybody yeah. in the hood was wearing it. And, like I said, I don't. I mean, I wish I could talk more about the NV area. I never really, the only time I've ever been there was to Maryland to go see my boy Ryan Sickler perform, uh, one of my close friends. And, and I spent a lot of time at Jimmy Jimmy Seafood, and so
0: Ooh, crap, Baltimore,
1: yeah, yeah, and so I didn't really get to see what like, like people in I didn't know about New Balances until the Kennedys dropped. Like, once you start getting into sneaker culture, I learned that's when I started being like, okay, maybe it's not NSB or 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 nothing because for the longest, maybe you want to say like four or five years I was very like it's Nike SB or nothing man I'm, I'm not yeah. wearing anything besides Nike SB and you get really elitist because of that and your 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 eyes turn away from what's really hot and like you know you start shitting on Flyknit, you start being like no you know uh and so a lot of that and I and I during that time and i'm not like that now i really had tunnel vision like i was very big into underground hip hop i did not want to listen to mainstream music like i thought i thought Wale was corny at the time like i was, I was very like i was that was very, me being very elitist cuz i didn't i didn't i didn't even mess with like the mixtape era until after it was over like yeah. i i was very just like no i only listen to you know real stuff mf doom uh you know mad Lib. like i was very like that and and that that extension led into sneakers mm-hmm. whenever when i once i got into nsb because the nsb once you get into nike sbs and that's the first shoe that that you taste you know that community it sucks you in it it, it brings you here and it goes this is the only shoe. This, these are the only shoes that matter, you know, yep. and and I think because of that, I didn't really get to taste like I'll tell the one time I tried to be different and it was me trying to buy a pair of eggplants uh, and like eggplant phone posits. Right. Ooh. And I was like, uh, oh, this was do you remember Hyper Flights? I remember the Hyper flights, Yeah. Do you remember the flight posits with the bubbles on the side?
0: I mean, okay. Yeah, okay. The, with the like weird 3. material yeah, 5-2> yeah. 5-2 3
1: with the, yeah. Um, with the, with the, the weird straps. material yep. yeah the weird material that shoe i got the flight positive version of it with the the whole side is that yeah. weird metallic yep. thing on it Yep. so that was my school shoe for high school i think 10th mm-hmm. 10th grade i want to say 10th or 11th mm-hmm. grade maybe i'm wrong but so i remember my mom bought that shoe, but I was like, Ooh, the eggplants. And I was just like, I've heard about foam posits, heard about phone posits. 220. And my mom was like, Oh my God, if you're going to get those, you can't get anything else. And I was just like, Okay. Uh, so I put them on, and I'm already a size 13. I look down, I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no. My feet look gigantic in these. And that's the day that phone posits died for me because I knew that I couldn't I couldn't wear them I thought I thought my feet really looked like eggplants and I was just like I can't do this and from then I I picked the flight the flight posits and I don't have a good track record when it was (laughs) before college before college I did not have a good sneaker track record but yeah that shoe, like that was like the switch I took and so I went that route and I got clowned for that shoe because it's so shiny and and weird, and that's when like I I just did not take like like uh, mental notes of what was popping. And like I said, you know, I didn't I didn't I wasn't in like the scene at this. I wasn't standing at Foot Locker when in, in ninth grade, and and seeing that if everybody's wearing you know no foams or or New Balances. But I will tell you, New Balance had. Absolutely no chokehold here, uh, and I, like I said, until eh, maybe when the brides of the Kennedys and how people were like, "Oh my God, those are crazy," mm-hmm. and and yeah, and then you know, Kanye pulled out the British British arrows, right? Yeah, yeah. British arrows, yeah.
0: That's cool. Well, that's cool, man. Hey, I'm glad you're able to taste, you know, uh, a little taste of the 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 eggplant foam posits and you're like (laughs) damn these things are huge because the foam posits uh they mold to your feet so yeah that's what i've been hearing yeah they um they are uncomfortable in the beginning but the more you wear them they do mold to your feet and they're just like to me, like, they're, like, really comfortable shoes. Um, mm-hmm. I love foams.
1: I, listen, I've been looking for a pair now. And so right. I've been on eBay. I'm, like, I'm okay. not paying I'm, paying. I'm paying maybe, like, $90 for a pair. No, because
0: that. That. No, he <laughs> yeah. oh, you No, you
1: definitely. Are we looking for, like, um
0: the, the eggplants or the coppers? I, I'm or... looking
1: for a pair of eggplants just because. Because, okay. like, that's the shoe that I was just, yep. like, maybe I should have taken the chance on the bottom. That's
0: full circle yeah. shoe along with the Jordan 15s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I mean, you can definitely find a pair for under way under retail. You can mm-hmm. probably get like a gently used. I recommend get don't get the 09. Get the like the 2017 retro pair. Mm-hmm. I know they're coming out again this year, but I don't think I'm not paying to the, that's probably uh, going to be like $300. No, nah, I, I ain't paying that. Nike's um, <laughs> just
1: inching us closer and closer to like 500 bucks.
0: No, I, I mean it. it they what they came out with something right? The the IPS like the, shoe here, the little weird shoe that was like $300, 400 bucks. That was a three
1: hundred, four hundred. I didn't even look. I yeah. that shoe looks. So I remember. Ugly I saw. That I was like, like what nah. the hell is? Because <laughs> you
0: know it's thing? supposed
1: to be like yeah, it's supposed to be like you're supposed to be able to like put it in your pocket. Yeah, like when you're done with it. Yeah, and, I, and then what was it, like the um the
0: the self laced like Jordan Elevens too? What they were like 400? Oh Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean. I've been yeah. trying to find a pair of those for like one fifty, like that's <laughs> with the charging plate, and I still. Oh have man, it. you're you're asking, you're asking for
0: the the whole kit. You know, you're asking for the whole thing. So, I wish you luck. I wish you luck. I hope you uh, you're able to find that. So,
1: I just need one trust fund kit to be like, I don't need these anymore. There you go. There, there you go.
0: go. <laughs> All right, So, um, I appreciate your time, man. Um, so if you want to just plug in, uh, your podcast and where they can find you.
1: Yeah, uh, everybody listening, you know, look up My First Kicks. I made it very SEO friendly. So as soon as you Google My First Kicks, you will see My First Kicks podcast. Uh, Follow the podcast My First Kicks pod. And if you're on TikTok or YouTube, like and subscribe to My First Kicks. It's My First Kicks everything. And yeah.
0: That's dope, man. Hey, man, it's been a pleasure uh, having you on, Hassan. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, and yeah, I I look forward to like listening to more of your content and thanks again for, you know, jumpstarting me, like me and RJ's podcast again. And I know like kind of, kind of, um, you know, wiped off the cobwebs (laughs) on our RSS feed. (laughs) I'm like, damn man, it's been like June, like since we've recorded. So I much appreciate it for that.
1: No. Yeah. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right, man. Have a good night. You too. Peace.